Hello. Hi. Welcome back again to Wheel Takes, a podcast that much of the time is about the Wheel of Time by Robert Jordan, but today it's about the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes by Suzanne Collins. I am Gus. I have read the entire Hunger Games trilogy, and I've read up through chapter 16 of the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. And I'm Allie, and I have read the same amount. This podcast only contains spoilers for what we've already read. And again, today, that's everything up to and including chapter 16 of the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes and the main trilogy. Today is an exciting day for fans of the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, Allie. It is, because the movie's coming out today, right? Yes, it is, and it has been so exciting to watch those actors revel in their publicity. Rachel Zegler, especially, I've, I've been seeing on Twitter, has just been having a ball publicizing this movie. It is it is so great to see that apparatus back in action. Yeah, I can't. I, I It's, it's so <sighs> not lovely to have everyone just back in action doing their, their actor thing. Um yeah, I'm excited to, once we finally finish this, see it. I mean, I think, you know, we're on track to finish in December? Uh, December January. or early January, I okay. think. Uh, we, we've been a little... The past month or so has been, and I know we say this a lot, but it is true, has been uh, 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 one of the more busy periods of, of our recent lives. So uh, things have gotten a little off kilter. But uh, this book has been a blast and a joy, even though I hate it in uh, in a good way. It makes me terribly angry and upset and sad, but in a healthy, good way uh, throughout it all. You know what I mean? This is terrible. This is horrible. I'm having a great time. I'm having a great time. I Indeed. really am having a great time. And uh, yeah, man, I kind of love it. Yeah. I kind of love it a lot. I yeah. saw Suzanne Collins uh, doing her little publicizing, <laughs> you know, out on yeah. the carpet and everything. The cutest thing. I was just like... Look at her, a writer in her power, just looking, just so charming. I just, I, I'm like, how did your brain do this? Mm-hmm. Your brain is, is such a good brain. So just a quick heads up, next week is American Thanksgiving. Uh, we are taking a one week break because we are very tired and we're going to be with family. Uh, we'll be back the week after, probably with an episode a little bit later in the week. But uh, expect no ballad next week. Expect some ballad sometime the week after. But before we talk about whatever chapters we read for that, we are going to first talk about the chapters that we read slash listened to slash watched, uh, not watched, for this, which is chapters 14, 15, and 16, which holy shit, Allie. Holy shit, Gus. Uh, What's the, give me the short version. The short version of... uh, what happened? What? Yeah, if you had Marcus to, is dead. What's but but you know oh, this the, the, these three chapters. What's the log line? Uh, uh, snows a dick. Yeah, well, that's the log line for his entire life. Um. Oh, Sejanus S- rescue mission. Yes, yeah, Snow goes into the arena and kills a kid. Oh my god! And is in the arena. Rip Bobbin. <clears throat> yes. Uh, we're all very sad for Bobbin. The one with the charming name. It was a charming name. And uh, his mentor, whose name I have forgotten right now. Irrelevant. Who, threw, who cried foul. Uh, but we're going to jump in. I mean, kind of justifiably, to be fair. That was a little bit of a, of a bullshit elimination. It was, it was some elimination. bullshit. Does a I, bullshit death, do, but... Sorry, go ahead. 
Listen, Sejanus, listen, I agree with Sejanus on everything. Pretty much. He's 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 the guy. His methods might be questionable Mm -hmm. in terms of intelligence, but like he's a kid. He's a kid. (laughs) This is traumatic. This is horrific. I just think that he was like, oh, I'll murder myself. And I was like, they will never show that. They're not going to care and they're not going to know. Yeah. So it ain't going to work. I appreciate the efforts yeah. and the willingness to put one's own life on the line to stop the games. His heart was in the right place, but his brain was not. And that is 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 the trouble. Yeah. Is the trouble with being an idealistic youth is sometimes uh, the brain is not fully developed enough to n- realize when a plan may be foolhardy. Now, I don't remember exactly where we left off because I was too overwhelmed by everything that happened in these chapters. Do you remember exactly where we left off? No. Yes. Well, who am I? Well, you're 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 amazing and brilliant. Uh, uh we apparently no left off. Oh yeah, with with Marcus being suspended over the thing. Oh, that was when we left that was, off. That was when we left off. Wow, so much has happened <clears throat> since then. We're gonna pick up. Yeah, this is uh, a, a nice breezy 50 pages here uh we're gonna pick up on chapter 14 i didn't take any notes because we did a we did a live reaction for this and i was i was wrapped <laughs> i didn't either i don't think hold on let me double check that that is true i immediately after we were done picked up the book and read the last chapter i read the last chapter about half an hour ago <laughs> uh that may give you an indication of the kind of week we've had we've had a crazy it's week. been good Okay, let me see. In a busy way. Busy in a good way. Both. I should have had it open. I'm wildly unprofessional. No, you're crushing it. Nope, that's bingo. Here we go. Let's see. I don't think I took any notes because it's weird to take notes when you're doing a live reaction. It's tough. Yeah, I didn't take any. All right. Coriolanus felt ill, but incapable of looking away. It would have been horrifying to see any creature displayed this way. A a dog, a monkey, a rat. Okay, but like this is a person. But a boy? I just I get tired of them comparing them to it's constant. animals. And it's constant. I think it's really it's it's really well done how constantly they attempt to dehumanize the uh, the 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 the, the uh, districts. And it's like on a subconscious <clears throat> level, they're not even analyzing it at all. Yeah. They, it's it's thoughtless. And a boy whose only real crime had been to run for his life. Had Marcus gone on a killing spree throughout the capital, it would have been one thing. But no such reports had followed in the wake of his escape, and you know they would have publicized the oh. shit out of that. See, and this is why I think they blew up the arena. I do. I think this time the Capitol really did do it because be. they they have everything to gain from it. Whereas, what do the what do the rebels really have to gain from blowing up the arena? Well, maybe if they think they can delay the games make them not happen i don't know i just don't think that's possible (laughs) no i don't think so forgive me for clearing my throat i just ate very rude like i feel like the time if you wanted to stop the games from happening the time to do it would be like bomb the train tracks well that would kill the tributes oh oh oh, i see but like Uh, you know yeah yeah, before before they they before it gets there you know i uh again find myself wondering how it is possible that the capital was able to extract this gratuitous uh, uh, concession as part of the peace treaty. I look forward to figuring that out. I mean, I feel like that makes some historical sense, though. We've totally... Oh, it makes perfect sense historically. Do things where they're like, okay, now we're going to like fuck your economy completely. But what I I mean mean by that is considering the state of the war in the capital, 
it like I feel like this would have had to be an absolute. Well, they must have somehow, and I to swear to God, Sejanus's dad must have been involved in. I somehow, totally buy that somehow. Like if he owned the nut, right? If the nut was his, and yeah. he gave that and over, he, he, he yeah. I mean, no wonder they're so hated and no wonder he had to be like, OK, I'll do this, but we have to basically be able to leave because they will kill us otherwise. Well, isn't there I, I could have sworn in the uh, in the main trilogy, there's a throwaway line about how District 13 had wrestled control of the nukes away from the Capitol, pointed them at the Capitol and said, OK, now stop. Yeah. But so then how did the Capitol win? This is my thing. How well, did the capital win that? Well, but no, because I understand a peace treaty in that way, as in we are not going to simply obliterate you all, you know, crush you militarily. We will yield a peace treaty and let District 13 go on their way. But that would have implied to me that the capital was just running roughshod over everybody else, which clearly was not because, like, the capital was under siege. Right. This is the question is how did they win? And I swear to God, it must have been because no other people from the district's that we know of were allowed to come to the capital uh not that we've seen no just sejanus yeah and daddy sejanus well i'm sorry and mother uh, sejanus it's not ma ma strabo strabo and ma they don't give her they a don't name. give her a name in keeping with the tradition from dear kudzu everdeen <laughs> dear sweet kudzu i just by the way it occurs to me that we might be getting uh down the line listeners to this series who have seen the tobosis movie and we're just looking for podcasts about tobosis specifically who haven't listened to our main hunger games episodes we call katniss's mom kudzu yeah we decided she needed a name because everybody else has one and i feel like ma sejanus what, what's her what's her actual last name sejanus plinth ma plinth needs a lot needs a name marble marble plinth marble plinth okay i like it I thought we were going to go more Roman, but you know what? I like marble. Marble is a material that was used then, and a plinth is a thing that can be made of marble. (laughs) Oh, sure. Marble plinth then. I like marble. (laughs) I mean, we came up with Evergreen Everdeen for Katniss's dad. I liked Evergreen Everdeen. Yeah, Evergreen Everdeen is a a classic. A classic name. Which we came up with, what, two months ago? Not really a classic, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, So everybody is upset to see that Marcus has been, you know, hung from a hook, basically. And Sejanus, I don't most understand all, why. <laughs> he picks up a chair and he hurls it at the screen. He goes, "Monsters! You're all monsters here!" And Preach. then he runs away. And everybody's like, "Well, honestly, that's the correct reaction. That yeah. is the correct response. And the fact that no one else has that response is bullshit. Like this is exactly. And Highbottom knew this was coming. He told he told uh, Snow to get him a seat by the door. Yes." theoretically uh, to stop him from making a scene like this but i this in this particular instance i agree with sejanus is making a scene so they they hit the gong the games start no minds as far as i can tell this but i would have waited until the cameras were on me yeah uh and the 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 cornucopia that it's not kind of a cornucopia kind of not a cornucopia gets going and lucy does a catness and goes running which is the correct move yeah and then we don't see her again until the end of these chapters yeah, because she's smart. She was like, I'm yeah, going to hide because a Reaper is just dying to kill people. He's so appropriately named. So notably, nobody dies. There's no bloodbath. In the cornucopia? No cornucopia bloodbath. No, and uh, my assumption on that, well, they, they explain it away because they're all disappointed by it. Yeah, because which fucking, just, yeah. Okay. Uh, 
they explain it as they have fewer um tributes, tributes this part of time it, yeah. and a lot of the like hardier more eager to kill tributes seem to have gotten murdered Ten- at some different points before the games Tanner, Coral, and Jessup grab weapons and run. Reaper grabs a pitchfork and a long knife, and he's just, like, standing there like, who wants some? Who wants some? But no nobody, one. nobody no one wants, wants some. some. Everybody's gone. No. And then they cut back to Lucky, and he goes, wish you'd placed a bet, but couldn't make it to the post office? Finally decided on the tribute to back? You can do it all by phone now. Just call the number below, give your citizen digits, the name of the tribute, and the dollar amount you'd like to bet or gift, and you'll be part of the action. Or if you'd rather, and, and the way the audiobook narrator does this, by the way, was so good. Really? Because I felt like I was listening to an infomercial. Yeah. It's 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 agonizing. Well, it felt very Ryan Seacrest in on American Idol, where yeah. he's like, "You'll find out who's eliminated after the break." Well, like I feel like I should be playing this music behind behind reading it. Ugh. Wish you'd placed a bet, but couldn't make it to the post office. Finally decided on a tribute to pick. You can do it all by phone now. Just call the number below, give your citizen digits, the name of the tribute, and the dollar amount you'd like to bet or gift, and you'll be part of the action. Yeah. We're cleaning up the blood with OxyClean. <laughs> Jesus. And then the lamina thing happens. Walk me through the lamina thing. Lamina? Okay. So lamina walks out. Yes. Climbs the pole. Yes. Talks to Marcus. Yes. And then kills Marcus. Kills him with an axe. I am assuming Marcus is like, please end it. Yes, I have and to make it so. fast because there's no way he's going to be able to recover. Right. If she cuts him free, first of all, no, that's done. more competition for her, which yeah. that sucks. Um, but second, he's just in no shape to actually win this thing. Like, there's this oh, is just no. going to prolong sure his been, suffering. Been beaten within an inch of his life. He, he's, he looks rough as, as hell. So he was basically like. Kill me, make it quick. Unfortunately, it wasn't quite quick. Took three shots. Which, badly done. Well, yeah. But purposeful on Suzanne's part, I think, because it's not like this kid knows how to kill people. No. And then she just kind of ties herself up there Katniss style. Lamina feels like she, like, she's also from Seven, so there's a little bit of, um, uh, uh, Jenna? It's not Jenna, is it? Jenna? Fuck. What the fuck is her name? The the District, District Seven winner... In the books. Oh, Joanna. Joanna, thank you. Yeah, I, from the Lumber District. I have district. not been sleeping very well. No, it's, been, uh, it's yeah. from the Lumber, lumber district. district. She's also from the Lumber District. Yeah, so she's basically like, do you want me to... I'm assuming the conversation goes like, do you want me to end it? And yeah. he's like, yeah, yeah, I do. Thanks. And how does this go over? Everyone like loses their shit. Lamina's mentor Pop. like is all excited. I just imagine that it's got to be different... Because now I'm thinking about the fact that, like, Hamish had to do this, probably. Mm-hmm. Like, had to sit there. I know, man. And, like, watch his tributes year after year. Yeah. Watch his tributes kill people. Yeah. Children. And then also, and, like, probably have to act pleased by it. Is it bad that I would read the shit out of a mentor Hamish book? I don't see, because here's the thing. It's one of those things where it's, like, when people go, I want to see all of the games. Oh, no. You know, oh, no. No. Uh, that's not what I'm I, asking. For. I think that's that's doing the thing that Suzanne Collins is against, which is you know, capitalizing it, yeah. and glorifying people's suffering for entertainment. I do think that a mentor book would be interesting only insofar as it's like the turmoil at which it's like, I know what they're about to go through. 
I have to basically prepare these kids. I'm very certain will probably die. Year after year, I have to do this and I have to do everything I can. And I bet he got tired of pretending like he was happy that they were killing people. Yeah. Like, I bet he got tired of it. And that's why he was so maligned. Yeah. Because he was just like, I'm just going to show up drunk because it's just not fucking worth it. Yeah. Because the kids are just going to die and probably kill people in the process. I'm going to have to sit there and have the camera focus on me every time. Maybe if I'm funny to them. They'll help. Yeah, they'll help. Something good will happen. But like, I can't keep sitting here crying over this. No. Like, it's just, it's too much. It's no. too much trauma. It's, they're forced to relive their trauma every year. Unless, blessedly, some other mentor comes up. Yeah. Unless they apparently succeed. So it's... In getting it's, a tribute to, I, through. I just feel like that would be... Because this book does a lot of this already. And it's it's very likely that this book will cover everything I would want from a mentor book. Because it is a mentor book. But it's a mentor... It's a capital mentor book. Yeah. Which is a different experience, right? You're like sensing that they're... The stakes for them are low. Yeah. Truly. The stakes for them... That's what's so annoying. Is the stakes for them are truly very low. Pretty much. I mean, like, yeah, Snow might lose his house and he might have to become a peacekeeper and all that. Wham, wham, wham. But People compared are dying. To, yeah, compared to everything else. Yeah, wham. Yeah. Oh, no, you have to go work in a district. Wham. Yeah. Wham. Like, Lucy could very easily get brutally murdered brutally on killed camera. On yeah. Wham. You have to be a peacekeeper. So, I don't care. I don't. Like, I love this book. Oh, because, it's phenomenal. Because it is making me so angry. But like, God, just the lack of awareness of one's own privilege is wild. I'm gobsmacked that this book had apparently a very mixed, lukewarm reception on release. You know what, though? I kind of understand because it's like one of those things where the protagonist is not likable. Snow is not, not a likable protagonist. No. Like, yeah, he has some things that make him sympathetic because he has to because he's a protagonist. He's, we have to care a little bit about him and his suffering. He's more likable now than he is when he's Donald Sutherland. Well, yeah, I mean, Donald Sutherland is an incredible actor. Which but, is why he's so unlikable. Yes, as, he's good as, at, as Snow. Well, you have to be His good Snow at being is, yeah. unlikable because you as a character still have to, you as a person still have to like... Think you're the good guy. Yeah. Think you're the good guy. Yeah, at the end of the day, that's the thing. Because if you play it cartoonishly villainous, it doesn't read well. Well, I, I, I'm... Uh... I've been studying the character of Norman Bates recently for for acting exercises. And yeah, you have to like, if you're playing a person who is a psychopath and kills people, spoilers for Psycho, I guess. I mean, uh, you 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 gotta be able to, as the actor, not convince yourself that you're doing the right thing, but construct a reality for the character where the character believes it's the right thing. Yeah, it's really challenging. Most of the time. There are certain characters where it's different, but, you know. Yeah, it's really challenging. And I I think villain actors don't get enough credit. Yeah. Because it's, it's a challenge. They're challenging roles, but they're so fun. I loved playing a villain when I was an actor. So Pup has a, has, has a, he like calls for the cameras go to him and he's like, woohoo, yeah, we did it. Bring on the gifts, baby. And he sends her a bottle of water. Which, oh, which falls the fuck over. hilariously crashes and like bursts open. Hilarious, but also tragic because I mean, yeah. but poor it, Lamina. And she's sitting there like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, those drones are definitely going to cause problems. Absolutely. Well, the drones are just crashing. Didn't didn't we get to the thing where the, uh, the District 3 tributes, Cirque and the other one, like grabbed some crashed drones and ran off with them? Yeah. 
So like that's but gonna that's be the thing. beginning of the issues. Yeah, yeah, no, they're they're gonna make like a like a like a Gundam or some bullshit out of these drones. Oh, they were looking at those drones and they were like opportunity, which yeah. made me think of BT because BT used stuff in the arena yes. to electrify people, electrify people, and also uh, the District Three tribute in the seventy fourth games who repurposed the mines. Yes. Yeah. Definitely some uh, some District hints. Three is a big threat. Actually. They know what they're on about, despite never being the careers. So, because uh, I think they're too like, I mean, they hung out with the careers in in the first Hunger Games. The District Three boy was with them. He allied with them. They're not was... typically physical threats. No, but they no. are intellectual threats. Yeah, and those can be just as dangerous. I mean, I feel like not to talk about Survivor again. Well, it's relevant. But a lot of the time, the really massive physical threats don't have the social or intellectual acumen to navigate the post-merge bloodbath yeah you know they're usually because they are threats and the challenges they become really early targets which is why a lot of the intellectual the more intellectual brainy ones tend to make friends with one of those beefcakes because they're like okay people might start looking at me as a social or intellectual threat once the merge happens but if i have this massive challenge beast in front of me and i think i've talked about this before we but have, on, yeah, we've discussed on this. knife of dreams uh if i have this massive challenge threat in front of me people are going to see that as a more immediate threat and yeah. they might forget about me yeah so not much happens for a while uh and, wait and then if you can take that massive threat to the e- like the massive challenge beast to the end a lot of the time they don't have the argument that they had the acumen to navigate everything so they they tend to not and this is a massive generalization of but course. they but a lot of the time the like super athletic dudes tend to not speak well at the final tribal and so they don't always they don't always win because yeah. they don't have that like social and intellectual presence that people are looking for they're looking for like a player so not much happens for a while uh they interview pup and then lucky does the weather and like probably some magic tricks and then he has an interview with dr gall where he's like where the fuck is the bloodbath what gives head game maker and she's like well you know the arena's got rubble in it now things are open that weren't before more people are dead they can hide more yeah it's uh it's uh it's going to be different this time, which I'm taking as a bingo square for the arena gets a makeover. You know what? I think that you're allowed. Uh, she's like, some of them might already be dead, but like buried up behind the shit. So, yeah. you know, that could also be the case. Oh, I got tragic young child death. You did. This, you did. This time with the coffee kid. The coffee? Kid? The coughing kid. Oh, the coughing kid. Yeah. Yeah. D or whatever. What was her name? Oh, fuck. Yeah, her. Right. God, I forgot that happened. That was, was her name D. I don't think it was D. I don't think it was D either, but now I feel bad that I don't remember her name. Uh, there are just so many of them. Hi? No. Yeah, we'll, we'll, no, we'll, hi, we'll was her, hi was the other one. Yeah. And they also talk about how the food might make the games go indefinitely. And Lucky goes, and, and uh, Gaul goes, I hope you've got a lot more magic tricks up your sleeve. You know, I've got a rabbit mutt. I'd love to see you pull out of a hat. It's part we pit bull. mentioned this, this fucking rabbit. rabbit. And it's funny because when we were watching it, listening to it, I went, she said, magic tricks. And I went, you know, I've got this rabbit. And then she went, you know, I've got this rabbit. And I I lost it. Yeah, that was really funny. You were like, oh, mention the rabbit. And then she did. I 
I just can't help but say every time they bring it up being part pit bull, I'm like, pit bulls aren't inherently vicious, not. and they don't, they don't have stronger jaw strength than yeah. other dogs. They don't. Those are myths. Anyway, as a pit bull owner, so. Cirque and Tesley come out to like scavenge and Lamina is up on the beam napping and she just kind of looks at them and then is like eh, and goes back to sleep. Mm-hmm. And Lucky, this is a running thing. Lucky doesn't know anybody's fucking name. Okay, this pissed me off. This is horrible. As a as an entertainment professional, this pissed me off so much the whole time because I was like, okay, first of all, this is your big break. This is the thing. dude. This is your big like, I'm sorry. I know that talking about the Hunger Games, like it's someone's big break, but I'm like, I'm putting myself in the position of lucky at the moment. And I'm like, I am like a nobody weatherman. And all of a sudden I get tapped because I am like gaudy and awful. I get tapped to become the host of the Hunger Games. And that is your job. Yeah. Your job is to know, like Jeff Probst, day one of Survivor knows every single contestant's name. And their, and their whole bio and their, and their whole, whole story. life story like that he they've knows shared. And he apparently, according to all the people who have been on Survivor, he's an incredible host because it's like so much improv, right? He's just narrating what's going on in a way that's interesting. There's a reason he's won like 500 Emmys. Well, at this point, didn't he recuse himself? I believe he did recuse himself from from the category of of whatever category it was. Like uh, reality reality host. host, Yeah, Yeah, because he kept winning over and over and over. And eventually he was like, I've won enough Emmys. Let's like spread the love. Yeah. I mean, imagine being at a point in your career where you're like, I recuse myself from future Emmys because I've won so many. But there's a reason. He's so he's the best in the business, in my opinion. Like Jeff Probst is an unbelievable host and he knows every single thing about everybody and knows like exactly when to kind of like push their story when it's relevant and push like, you know, you know, talk to people. Um, and he's good at kind of getting you to say things that maybe you shouldn't. Uh-huh. Like there are times when people will say stuff to Jeff in front of everybody else where I'm like, don't say that. My God. And now you look like a massive threat, you know, but he does that. He kind of will like trip people up a little bit um, because they want to impress him because it's Jeff fucking probes. Uh-huh. We also accidentally met him on the way to the gym one time we did that was fun that was so awesome he's very he's friendly so nice really was, really nice he talked to us for like 10 minutes because like, he saw we had survivor buffs on i felt like an idiot when i was talking to him I because i was just like i i rambling but i'm so excited to meet you it was like the only good thing about 2020 <laughs> because we met him like yeah, january was, 2020 january 2nd 2020 i was like this year's gonna be down. awesome yeah we were like oh it's off to a great start we're gonna get married this year Da-da-da-da-da. it's the best year ever Anyway, so, yeah, anyway, I, they just, this just pissed me off because I was like, this is your actual job. And somebody, when I was going off about it, somebody goes, well, it's like 28 names. And I'm like, it is 28 names you should know. Mm-hmm. Like, as a teacher of, of a classroom, my job is to basically know all of the kids' names by the end of the day. Oh, yeah. By the end of the first day. It's, and he, just, he gets them wrong. He mispronounces them he's uh he's he's very focused on himself like the first day i don't know if other teachers agree with me the first day i'm like saying the kids names like all the time because i'm, I'm like laura please laura answer the question laura so that i can just like yes. cement it in my head yes now uh lucky flickerman aside we're gonna take a quick break for some ads of our own and then we'll be right back
Okay, but Gus, you're now that we're back. Gus, you're an actor. Yes. Is that not wildly unprofessional to you? To not know people's names like that? Yeah. I'm garbage with names. But in a case like this, that's your number one priority. Yeah. One time I had to, and I, you know I have the most garbage memory of all time. I was working for this theater company in New York, and my job was to um, basically run this staged reading for, um, I don't want to name drop, but so I had all these actors that like were not insignificant actors. I memorized the shit out of every single, I like had, I had like a flashcards i brought flashcards home where i put their picture and their name on the back and i was just flipping them mm-hmm. all night trying to remember and the next day of course i mispronounced one of their names and yeah. it was awful but you know here we are <laughs> so the district three kids run out and scavenge some drone parts uh io sends cirque some stuff as well reaper kind of watches them and they run off and then reaper comes out with dill in his arms this was and very this is sad. fucking tragic and he just lays her down in the sun I and was, they're like why isn't he you know reaping and ravaging her and killing her dead and they're like well that is his district partner the point she's, of that be, she's though. got tuberculosis and she's gonna fucking die honestly i was a little like this was a very sweet gesture and the germaphobe in me was <laughs> like i would have put a shirt over my face first there was just a germaphobe part of me that was like tb is no fucking joke well you do not want to get tb we recently watched the film drunken angel which is uh akira kurosawa's like fourth or fifth film uh early akira kurosawa film uh which is about a, a doctor in like a slum in japan and this gangster who has tuberculosis who he kind of tries to like heal of his various ills and all through this movie, like, this guy's got tuberculosis, and he's coughing all over the place, and the doctor is, like, trying to take care of him. And we watched it with my mom, who is a doctor, and she was just like, well, now you have TB, and now you have TB. That's my thing. It's so contagious. It's Apparently, so contagious. Yeah. And I was just like, ooh, because I, I, this may, will make me sound horrifically ignorant, but I, for the longest time, thought that tuberculosis was something that did not exist anymore. I just assumed for some reason that we had gotten rid of it, which is just my own privilege, right? That uh, I do actually know someone with tuberculosis, but mm-hmm. it's like... It's it, dormant. It, dormant, yeah. yeah. Um, and has been for her whole life. But like, I I just thought that we had... It had gone the way of so many other diseases and You'd just think? wasn't a problem. And that, and then I, I was on TikTok... And John Green, if no one knows this, yes, is the author yes. of the Fault, in our, Fault stars. in our Stars. His TikTok presence is one amazing, amazing. Uh, but two, he is doing incredible advocacy on TikTok for uh, tuberculosis and the eradication of tuberculosis and access to tuberculosis um, testing yeah. and medication, especially in countries where they don't have as easy of access. And I, I think, if I may elaborate, I think specifically it's because tuberculosis the reason why it's less of a thing now is because of antibiotics right because it's a it's a bacteria not a virus but you know with antibiotics and i'm not gonna i'm not a doctor but no do not take your medical advice ever 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 ever. but uh there there are strains of tuberculosis that are becoming more and more resistant to antibiotics either because of antibiotics being overprescribed or because of people not finishing antibiotic courses which by the way is why when they tell you to take it for two weeks take, take the it for whole two weeks thing take uh, the whole thing even if you're feeling better 
but uh, I guess there was some medication that was being patented or something or price marked up really, really high, which had very good record on tuberculosis. And John Green was like, no. It was Johnson and Johnson. Yeah. John Green was like, no, no, no. You make that shit available because otherwise tuberculosis gets worse. And basically the online pressure was such that they just they backed off and decided to make tuberculosis testing because it was it was something to do with testing. testing. It's like they make like the the machine or whatever isn't super cheap, but the like individual cartridges or something like that, they price up the ass. Yeah. And it makes it so that there's like very limited access. This is all third hand. Yeah. We're but, like, assume that 8% of what we're saying yeah, is correct. That, yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll corrections corner this later because we don't have time. But so maybe some other episode. Yeah. Uh, but basically, yeah. So something was going on where they were making it much more difficult for people to get treatment for tuberculosis. And John Green created such an online outcry about it that they backed off and put, that will potentially save millions of lives. Mil- millions of lives. That's craziness. Yep. Anyway, so they bring we di- all should be having access to healthcare at this point. It's fucking stupid. Reaper brings Dill out and lays her down in the sun. And uh, they're like, hey, Clemencia, you should probably give Reaper something because, you know. And you know what? At this point, I was really empathetic toward Clemencia because she got bitten. And she goes... What for? He didn't kill her. He this just carried her. I'm not going to reward him for that. Asshole. Asshole. And, and Snow is like, you seem out of sorts. Uh, well, okay. Relevant. Something's wrong with her. Something's wrong with her. Yeah, because she didn't seem like that no. before. She Now she feels like a straight up asshole. And she's kind of maybe turning into a snake person. Sign, yeah, a little bit. What is going on there? Felix sends a couple of bottles of water down for Dill, who is not there. She's not present. No. She's dying. And it's it's a nice gesture. Treach steals them and runs off. And Vixania is like, fuck, yeah, man, saving me money. And listen, that's shitty. Yeah, that's shitty that he did that, that he stole the water bottles. I don't think she was going to be drinking them. No, I think the question is, like, could Treach have poured some in her mouth? I mean, I think I would have done that. You would like to think, right? Yeah. I mean, I would like to think that I would have done that. Yeah. So, but like, I can't necessarily blame Treach for the, the dog is wagging his tail. his tail in his sleep. I can't. And I know people say, I've never heard a dog sound in my life, so I'm not going to work around it. <laughs> but I, yeah, I feel like. <laughs> they may not even be able to hear it. Let's just keep talking. It's I know. Okay. He's just having a good He's dream. He's having a good dream, which is always happy. nice. Um, yeah, so. I yeah I just I feel like something's wrong with Clemencia I I can't necessarily blame Treach but wow what a cold move so uh, at the same time end of the day Snow is like well huh I wonder how Lucy Gray's doing I wonder if Reaper's gonna ha- saw that and is gonna be mad he thinks about her quite a lot uh he wishes he could do more to help her he gets home who's at home um oh Really quickly, I felt like there were some parallels really fast to, yeah. for Reaper and Dill to um, uh, Thresh and Rue. Rue, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I felt I like that, that was sure. a, a parallel, potentially. Uh, Ma Plinth is home. Ma Plinth is there because Sejanus hasn't come home. Yeah, the one who I remember Coriolanus once, she, she wears a nice gown and he says something like, no matter what you dress a turnip in, it still begs to be mashed. 
I and I was like, what the fuck, kid? I think you're a dick. I think you should be mashed. I think that you're a dick. I just, this guy, it, this guy is snow that got peed on. What? Yellow snow. <laughs> uh, uh, she wants to know where Sejanus is, if anybody knows where Sejanus is. She goes up to Snow and goes, is there anywhere you can think of he might go? Or somebody he might visit? And, and Snow's like... Wait, that's I, Tigress. I'm sorry. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. And Snow's like, I really regret hanging out with your son yeah. and having people think that we're on friendly terms she because... Goes, now it's he's like constantly my problem. No, no, your cousin's his only friend. How sad, thought Coriolanus, to have no friends. It's because you're all dickheads. It's because you are all prejudiced pieces of shit that won't give this poor boy a chance and won't for a second empathize with what it must be like for him to watch the district kids die, knowing that he could easily have been one of them. Yes, which gets which, even... By the way, by the grace of God, you aren't. Which, by the way, also becomes very relevant next chapter. I mean, this is my thing, is I'm just constantly like, can we just have a little bit of empathy for the fact that, like, our circumstances could easily have been completely different? Yeah. So uh, they're like, all right, Ma Plant, let's get you the fuck out of here. But the TV is on and they see somebody, a shadowy shape. Coriolanus followed her gaze and saw a shadowy shape slip out of the barricade and cross toward Lamina. The figure was tall, male, and carrying something in his hands. Reaper or Tanner, he thought. The boy stopped when he reached Marcus's corpse and looked up at the sleeping girl. He knew he should watch as a mentor, but he really wanted to get rid of Mrs. Plinth first. Ugh. Shall I walk you to your car? he asked. I bet you'll find Sejanus in bed. Nope. No, Coriolanus, said Mrs. Plinth in a hushed voice. No. She nodded at the screen. My boy's right there. And that is the... Very dramatic end of chapter 14. Chapter 15, guess. Oh my god. The moment Ma said it, Coriolanus knew she was right. Perhaps only a mother could make, would make the connection in that gloom. But with her prompting, he recognized Sejanus. Something about the posture, the slight stoop, the line of his forehead. The white Academy uniform shirt glowed faintly in the dark, and he could almost make out the bright yellow mentor badge still hanging by the lanyard on his chest. So he's in the fucking arena. I, on the one hand, think it's brave and amazing. But, but on the other hand, think it's fucking stupid. really fucking stupid. And it's it's hard because I'm like, oh, because... I can't imagine how he must feel. I really yeah. can't. I really can't at all imagine how horrific it must be to be watching this year after year as you grow up, knowing that by one circumstantial chance, it was not you yeah. that had to face this every year. Uh, I can't imagine. However, at the same time, when we sacrifice our lives, let's make it count. Right. If this were like a live event and people were watching live, that's one thing. I mean, I guess they are they technically, are, but, but like they're gonna they're gonna splice them out. They're yeah, they're darkening the image so you can barely see that it's him. And not only that, but they'll definitely cut it out as much as they can. I mean, they basically go to where the cameras are, and they're doing everything they can to darken the image so no one notices it's Sejanus. But so Sejanus goes there, 
And Coriolanus thinks that he basically just blended in with the crowd that was outside. The oh, arena yeah, because there's a whole ass crowd of people like getting popcorn and hot dogs and foam fingers and shit out oh, front of the my arena. God, so awful. The and the dog's then, tail is going fucking bananas. He's having a great dream. Anyway, now he's running and is in place. It's very cute. Yes, it's all very cute. Um, but yeah, so then Sejanus puts something on Marcus and basically does a funeral rite. Oh, yeah, this. And it's the same thing he did at the zoo to the dead tribute. He, like, which sprinkled something. It's not is, rat poison. No. It's a, like a District 2 funeral rite. Right. Breadcrumbs, I think. Breadcrumbs, yeah. Which it's always Coriolanus fucking bread. such an asshole about, can we discuss? He's like, oh, what a fucking waste of what bread. What a dumbass ritual. These districts are stupid as fuck. And I'm like, that's kind of the point. It's the that's the point is that you are grieving and so you give them what you have mm-hmm. because there's nothing else to be done. Because I really I've had enough of this dude. That's the point. It's it's like a, it's generosity to someone who's died. That's the, I just to me I just I go I and you saw your mother dying, hemorrhaging to death, mm-hmm. and you don't understand why people in deep grief might choose to give someone breadcrumbs. It's not like you're going to eat that crumbs. That's going to make the difference. Bit, bit, bit dumb when you get right down to it. Just fucking kills me. Um, Oh, yeah, this is what he says. That's what they do back home when someone dies. Coriolanus couldn't help feeling embarrassed for her. If you ever needed proof of the district's backwardness, there you had it. Primitive people with their primitive customs. How much bread had they wasted on this nonsense? Shut up, kid. Shut oh, the fuck no, up. he starved to death. Somebody get the bread. He had a sinking feeling that this, that his supposed friendship was going to come back to haunt him. As if on cue, the phone rang. So they, they're like, hey, come help out with this. Yeah, it's Gaul. And Gaul is like, you're coming. And he goes coming. to help out with this. Because what else is he going to do? She's got him over a fucking barrel, as does everybody right now. Yeah. She's done it. You know, we, we say we hate this kid a lot. And he is horrible, but the situations he finds himself in are very well crafted to be sympathetic, even if he as a person is somewhat despicable in a lot of the ways. I mean, he, this is the thing about writing a protagonist that isn't necessarily likable. Yeah. Is that some people are not going to like it because they want to like their protagonists. But like, but at the same time, everyone sees themselves as the protagonist of their story. Pretty much everyone. Like when we talk about. Oh, that person's the main character. That person, everyone thinks they're the main character. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. That's kind of the thing to get over is that you're not the main character, and that you know every that you're everyone's own, got their own. Yeah, you're the you're your everybody own. Everybody is the main character in their own story. But like you know, the other people that you're so obsessed over might not even be thinking about you. With the possible <laughs> exception of Peta, I don't think Peta is the main character in his own story. No, Katniss. I think is Katniss definitely. is the main character in Peta's story. That's true. Anyway, PD is the main character in mine. It's sure, yeah. Look at him. Look He's at him. So the main character. Um, but yeah, so Gaul is bas- Gaul basically says to them, "All right, so either you or Ma are going in." Oh, and Ma's like, "I got it." And we're like, "No, no, 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 no." We were sitting there going, "Oh God, no, Ma, no." Well, no. okay, because here was my thing: is I was like, if if Anus goes. He'll be fine. He'll be okay because yeah. he's in the books. And they're both fine. But if Ma goes, they might Ma's a die. red shirt. Yeah. Ma, Ma dies for sure. So Janus, I think, would make it through, but Ma would totally die. So I was like, hold on, red shirt. Make Coriolanus go. And Gaul agreed with me. 
because she goes, yeah, Coriolanus, you're going. Um, because Gall does not give it a flying fuck about the safety of her students. Not a single not even a flying fuck about the safety of these kids. Which I well, go, could you not then go, I might be working for the bad guy, Gaul's, if that is true? But Gall's, enti- like I'm realizing more and more explicitly that Gall's entire purpose in life is to drive wedges between the district and the capital. The districts and the capital. And to make people hate the districts and to make people want the districts to suffer and to foment dissent across these lines. Right. And she pushes it, ultimately, obviously, she pushes it too far because the main trilogy of books happens. Yeah. And obviously, it's horrible that she wants to do this at all, and I'm not defending it remotely. What what I am doing right now is critically analyzing her intention and sort of whether or not she... Sh- she the the internal logic for her character works for me, and it totally does, because she's saying, like, I want to prevent... Uh, reparations or you know any kind of possible resurgence of hostilities so we need to grind the districts into the dirt at every opportunity which i have to be real to me is just never a winning strategy it's not but unfortunately i think from a from a purely utilitarian pragmatic standpoint it makes logical sense even if i don't think it's a good strategy well i i understand that it makes logical sense i'm yeah, saying I'm not that, defending it that I don't know if this is like a more realistic stance, but I go, that just makes people go, then I have nothing to lose. So I might as well fight back. I mean, that's the thing that ultimately happens is that they get so ground down and oppressed that there is nothing left to lose. But when does it happen? It happens when Snow breaks the contract, when he reaps victors. There's the monologue he has in the movie where he talks about hope and fear. Right. He gets rid important. of the last bit of hope. I know. Yeah. And I, I agree with you, by the way. I'm I'm just I'm just Well, yeah, because because his intention, like Gauls, is grind them down into dust. Yeah. Right. And he's like, this is the way to grind them down. But in doing so, he grinds them down so far that they have no hope left. So there is nothing left for them to do but act out. Yeah. I mean, there's no safety to hide behind. Yeah. There's nothing. Like, they value them so little at that point that it's like, well, we might as well then just say fuck it. Yep. And that's my thing, is that's that's what happens, is that when you take this extremist authoritarian look at things, like, everyone says that that's the pragmatic thing to do, right? Like, the assumption that other people are bad and less than and so we need to grind them down so they won't ever do whatever again. Yeah, it's kind of dark forest theory a little bit. But then when you do that and you remove all humanity from the from those people and you remove all hope and like things for them to have, of course, of course they're going to lash back. Then yeah, they're going to lash back at you. I, I mean, why would they not? A kicked dog eventually bites. Yeah, don't kick dogs. Uh, don't to, kick dogs. To be clear, I don't agree with her, her philosophy. Uh, I'm very much more in line with your philosophy. I just wanted to examine why she might be doing this oh no i i totally understand that you're not like this is the practical thing to do no and i'm not saying it is i really believe in oppressing i'm saying that from her point of view i understand why she's doing this. yeah i just think that her point of view is incredibly flawed and short-sighted this is my thing is i think people go oh we'll grind them down so they don't do it again and i'm like maybe in the short term but that just creates generational resentment that builds and grows and gets out of control and it's like at a certain point, I believe, and this is what Katniss eventually 
decides as well, we have to decide the on the oppressor side, the victor side, that we are done. Mm-hmm. Because that's what happens in the books up until the rebellion. Right. Because the capital keeps the pressure on and then the rebellion happens and then the and then uh, coin wants to keep the pressure on. And you can see it going back and forth until Katniss goes like, fuck it, we're done. Poor Ma Plinth tells us that they have no family and no friends because they were all cut off. Uh, they all cut them off at yep. District 2. And there were no new ones to be made there. But that Strabo thought it was the right thing to do. Probably because he was a key help. I just I cannot help but believe that he was a key component in the capital winning because otherwise i can't think of like how they would win and yeah, why would they would let strabo and his family in makes sense doesn't make any sense and i guess strabo was also thinking that it would protect sejanus for being raped which is true and that's a little bit hard because i go i mean if you knew that the hunger games were going to be a thing and you had the opportunity to keep your child safe wouldn't you mm-hmm. i mean it's icky but wouldn't you do anything? It's tricky, man. It's tricky, man. It's real hard. So. Um, the right thing to do. Coriolanus realized this was what had always defined Sejanus's actions, his determination to do the right thing. That insistence, that way, for instance, he would defy Dr. Gall when the rest of them were just trying to get by was another reason he alienated people. Frankly, he could be insufferable with those superior little comments of his. But playing on that might be the way to manipulate him. I just, the way Snow thinks about Sejanus, and then everybody going, you're such a good friend to him. You're his best friend. Oh my God, friend. Mozart Salieri a little bit. Obviously, he's not jealous of him, so it's different, but yeah. Yeah, it is a little Mozart Salieri. Yeah, that's the title of our first episode on this book. Oh yeah, I forgot that we made that comparison. Mm-hmm. Oh, and poor Ma Plinth apologizes if Sejanus has caused any inconvenience. She's probably concerned that they're going to kill him for this. Yeah, of course she is. I agree with you. So, yeah, Ma Plinth tries to go so that they don't put another child in danger. And Gal goes, that's my whole shtick. I love putting children in danger. Yeah, this is my bag, This is why I think she blew it up. I do. I think she did it because she knew that that would make people mad. Yeah. Okay, keeping it going. They put him in armor. Oh, and Dean Highbottom says to Coriolanus, he'll be all right. It takes a lot to kill a snow. Mm Mm-hmm. Which made me a little like, huh? You good, bud? What, because what do you know? Coriolanus's dad died. died from like a random bullet. Yeah. Well, he died in battle, right? Yeah, but I'm just like, what do you know? Yeah. What's your angle? Did you try to kill Snow's dad before and it didn't work? I look forward to learning more about that relationship. Yeah. So then Sejanus goes in and the peacekeepers say that they'll stop anyone from attacking him. But that's bullshit because they don't. No. And they're in fact under strict orders not to. Oh, and somehow Sejanus had gotten a, a coin, a token for the turnstiles. Oh, yeah. I don't know, which, how, I don't he know how he did that. Somebody may have given it to him. Maybe he got it in the chaos of everything being blown up. That could work, too. Yeah. Was he there? Yeah, he was there. So they give him a token. And he goes in and and he is freaking out the whole time. Because the assumption is, is that if the tribute see a capital person they'll murder the shit out of him which of course they would yes i mean why would you not and then of course well we'll get there we'll get there in in the next chapter i thought that lucy was gonna save Coriolanus. i thought it was very possible and i was like if lucy saves Coriolanus again 
I and Coriolan it still turns out to be the way that he is. I'm done with him forever. But yeah, well, if she tra- if she saved Coriolanus, she would have become public enemy number one in the arena. Yeah. So, so I understand why she could not have done that. Right. Also, she's also who knows where she is uh, hiding out with Jessup, who is about to be in a very bad way. Oh, yeah. He goes rabid he because the to go rat rabid. bit him at the zoo. Yeah. I just that's realized that's why. why. Yeah. He bit him on the cheek. Which is weird because I think rabies usually takes a lot longer than that. But I don't care. For dramatic purposes, this makes sense. Well, it's been like a week. Oh, okay. I guess it can be. Because I think... I don't know a lot about rabies, but I... Well, I don't want to talk about rabies. It's it's scary and I Rabies scares you? Yeah. Yes. Rabies is scary. Yes. So he goes to Sejanus and Sejanus says, you really can't stop rescuing me, can you? And he says, can't do it. They sent you to fish me out. What madness. Did you ever see a dead body? A lot. Oh, this. During the war. This. Yeah. So he thinks about dragging him out. Well, and notably, Sejanus hasn't. Okay, again. What the fuck? How? How the fuck has Sejanus not seen a dead body? When he was Snow in District people 2. Eating people. Eating people. What? How did they win? What the fuck happened here? How did they win? Now, if we never get an answer for this, that's okay. No, we're getting an answer But I'm this. very, very we curious how getting, this works in the greater continuity. We are getting an answer. I just know it. But it seems like Ma Plinth does not know... I, I'm positive Sejanus' dad sold out District 2. I'm positive about that. At least District 2, if not the whole shtick. Because the nut was at District 2, am I right? The nut was in District 2. Correct. Oh, and that was like a huge defensive stronghold. Yes, That's and why they notably, had to blow it up. they moved all of their ops there from District 13 after District 13, you know, Took control. Revolted. And that was where Snow's stuff was. Snow's, oh, wow, yeah, that's for sure it, right? Snow and his family controlled most of the most of the that's why they lost all defense their money. infrastructure in 13. Sejanus's family probably controlled most of the infrastructure in 12. Yeah, and notably Strabo, as a person, was thought to have sold out his country to Rome. The actual Strabo. Yeah, the yes, actual Strabo. Because we looked up Strabo as a name, actually had a son named Sejanus, who is the Sejanus that we have talked about in the uh, the conversing we've done about names. And this dude apparently, like, yielded or or managed to turn over several key forts from a from a from a from a third party whatever in an exchange, enemy of the romans in, in exchange, exchange for, for roman citizenship, citizenship right yeah mm-hmm. so you know i just feel like that is a little detail he does not necessarily tell his family suzanne slams a shot of espresso he saw an opportunity he was yeah. like i'm sick of being district i have an opportunity here yeah that's i bet that's what they happened. were losing they were getting their who, who, asses the, the, handed the capital? The capital yeah, they were getting losing. fucking annihilated. They they lost their nukes. They were fucked. They didn't lose their oh district, but they also had some in the capital. Yeah, but they were fucked. Yeah, I mean they were fucked. I yeah, he said that his first uh, was the girls at the zoo, but they hadn't been lo- dead long enough to stiffen up. And Coriolanus the whole time is like, are there? Sh- people in the shadows right now watching us which is me every time you're not in the house <laughs> i'm walking around like Ugh. and sejanus coriolanus uses the fact that sejanus's mom is out watching and sejanus says she never wanted any of this you know not the money not the move not the fancy clothes or the driver she just wanted to stay in too but my father bet he isn't here is he 
No, he'll keep his distance until this is settled. Then let the buying begin. And he does, in fact, buy. He he, he does a scholarship, remember? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To keep Sejanus from getting into too much trouble, he, buy, yeah. he buys his way out of trouble. This is the thing. He keeps buying his way out of trouble. I bet that he, that if they had stayed in two, they absolutely would have been killed. Didn't we talk about how... By the other people in two. Coriolanus and Sejanus are kind of new money, old money. Not in that order. Oh, yeah. Because they're absolutely new money, old money. Well, old money has this different feel. It's a different attitude. Yeah. Well, it's funny because, like, old money is more the people that go, like, our servants are our family. You know, that kind of shit where they're just a little unaware. I think new money can be more unaware, depending. Like old money can be. It depends on how money the old money is. Well, and how long the new money's had the money. Yeah, because old money can be utterly detached from reality. Well, yeah. I mean, look at several prominent wealthy families. Yeah, like anybody who is an actual aristocrat. Nah, no, no, very little conception of reality. But uh New money can, I think, I think, lose touch very fast. Well, I think that new money, but I've had this conversation with people before. I think that new money feels they need to prove that they're, that they, are that they have, yeah. that they are moneyed. Yeah. And so they can often be actually like, like, I feel like old money is meaner internally to their families. Probably, yeah. And more detached from reality. But they do that, like, detached from reality, our servants are our family thing. Yes. Where they're like, oh, you know. She's she's like family. She's been with us for yeah. years. All that stuff. By the way, if you haven't seen Parasite, it's the it's it's one of the three best movies I've ever seen, and you should see it. Yeah, I can really talk good. about movies. We again. can talk about movies. Although I could probably again. already have talked about always have talked about Parasite because it's a foreign film. Anyway, anyway, but so well, that was a gray area. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like yeah, I feel like new money can be either like really embarrassed that they have money which happens and they don't quite fit in because they don't know the rules of society of like the old money detachment. So they don't fit in. So they either like don't make any friends and are just kind of awkward or they like work really hard to fit in to a point where they're like actively mean to staff and stuff. Yeah. So it's like one of the two. Yeah. It's like how desperately do they want to fit into money? And a lot of the time I feel like you know, the people also like if you win the lottery, they're unprepared for what managing that amount of money is. Oh, winning the lottery can be a terrible thing. It can be a, it it can be be a life really ruining. awful thing. Yeah. Yeah. To suddenly come into the, all that money. Yeah, that's hard because it changes your relationships completely. Yep, it does. Yeah. Yeah. I would I've never heard. tell anyone. I just don't buy lottery tickets. I know. But if I did, if I did, I would never tell, tell anyone. No, nope. you would only know because I'd have more dogs. <laughs> And I'd have a little more land. Yes. I'd get a little more land and a few more dogs. A little more land. A little more land. I'd get somewhere, some little place out with some land. And that's it. That's all I'd do. Yeah. And I'd never tell anybody. I'd be just like, oh, you know, somehow I got land. Look at that. I came into land. <laughs> In California. <laughs> Good fucking luck. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So then Coriolanus eventually is like, we are being surrounded. We need to go. We need to fucking jet. Because Sejanus is like having a mournful moment and he's being sad and he's sitting there with Marcus's body and like having, you know, deep revelations and deep thoughts. And Cor Cor Coriolanus is like, that's great, dude. I am really happy that you're going through this right now. I don't want to die. Yeah. Oh, because jet. Because first he's like, I might martyr myself right now, die in protest. Um, <laughs> Coriolanus is like, it's not worth it, bro. They're not going to yeah, know. And Nobody's going to fucking First know. of all, they blacked out the screen. 
They won't show it. In a million years, you'll be dead for nothing, and you'll have wasted your chance to make things better. And he hears like a cough from somewhere, and he's, he's like, like, oh, time fuck, to go, time we're going to go, die. Time to go, time to go, time to go, time to go, time to go. And Coriolanus says, you have money. Maybe not now, but one day you'll have a fortune. Money has a lot of uses. Look how it changed your world. Maybe you could make changes too. Good ones. Maybe if you don't, a lot more people will suffer. Which, that's valid. That's that's a very interesting tack he's taking here. That is valid. Yeah. Yeah, so basically Coriolanus is like, one day your dad will be dead. And then you can make changes. Yeah, and that's a weird thing. It must be. That is a weird thing, I think, about being a kid that comes from money, is it's like, you don't really have money, but you do, but you don't, until your parents die. Right. And then, and hopefully they put you in the will. <laughs> And they don't do something weird. Like, I've heard this of, like, an old woman that gave it all to her ferret or something like that. Oh, one of those. Those you are know? always fun I mean, stories. that's a possibility. So then you're always kind of tethered to your family. Like, to your parents. Unless you decide, fuck it, I don't care. No matter how mean they are to you. Anyway, interesting stuff. So he's basically having to be tethered to Strabo in the hopes that one day he will inherit that money and Strabo won't do something fucking mean and weird. Which he totally will. Which he totally might. Because Strabo seems like an asshole. Or he'll, like, tie it to condition. He like, he like, because you can. You can like, tie it to condition. Yeah, he'll, like, lock it up with certain certain uh, uh, things. Yeah, yeah, you totally can tie it to conditions. It's, like, it's a crazy thing. Yeah. So, yeah. But it, it is true that, theoretically, one day Sejanus might be in a position of enormous power. Maybe that is more useful down the line than his death that really won't matter. Mm-hmm. to anyone but his parents and maybe not his dad so much kidding i mean i think his dad would be, be sad bummed yeah. because his, I mean, his would dad be would be, be, oh, yeah, be upset because his son is dead, but also facetious. like the person that i'm sure he is tapping to inherit all of that money yeah and all of that position yeah is gone so then yeah. what does he do they don't yeah. have other children no, no they don't um so yeah yeah so now they gotta go because they're being surrounded and they gotta go and fucking sejanus goes i'm not leaving marcus and you're like all right buddy okay fine fucking whatever here's the thing that is so noble marcus doesn't care at this point marcus is dead marcus is dead he doesn't care you are very much alive and your friend is also very much alive and you are being surrounded so as noble as it is to grab marcus fuck marcus we have to go that is my opinion mm. fuck marcus like he's he is dead he is beyond caring what's interesting because i feel like I'm concerned about what Sejanus's attitude is going to be after this episode because we have only seen a smidgen of it. It's just, and I, I'm I'm a little worried that he's going to be like, no, actually, fuck these guys. I was wrong. I don't think so. I feel like the conflict still has to be there, but yes, maybe a little less. But it would be interesting if he and in Coriolanus switched a little bit. Mm, that could be because they're definitely foils for one another as well. I've been saying foils for one another a lot lately. But they are. Yeah, they're foils. They are. It's a literary device. You have foils. Yeah. They're foils for each other. Yeah. But he says, don't give up. And he's like, I won't leave Marcus. And Coriolanus go, just goes, I'll get the feet. So they start dragging him out. Oh, yeah. And then shit gets and bad. And then Coriolanus trips on a rock and goes down. But they're almost there. And then footsteps come up. Footsteps came from behind him, quick and light, speeding from the barricade where the tribute had lain in wait. Coriolanus reflexively dropped Marcus and spun around just in time to see Bobbin bring down his knife. Very dramatic. Very dramatic. Sue's with her chapter endings always hits. Yep.
Chapter 16, Allie. The blade glanced off his body armor and sliced his left upper arm. Ow. As Coriolanus leapt backward, he swung at Bobbin, but only encountered air. He landed in a pile of debris, old boards, and plaster as his hand searched for some kind of defense. Bobbin sprang at him again, aiming the knife at his face. Coriolanus's fingers closed around a two-by-four, and he brought it up, catching Bobbin in the temple hard, Ow. sending him to his knees. Ooh. And then he was on his feet, using the board like a club, bringing it down again and again without being sure where it made contact. Now, here's my thing. I think that the lesson to be learned from this is... Um, you're no better than the other tributes. You are just because you are capital does not mean that you are somehow morally superior. You in this high stakes situation beat another child to death. Brutally. Brutally. Fucking two by beat four. Beat a child to death with a two by four. So I don't I don't know. I feel like the reflection should then be, oh, well, maybe. Maybe we're all human. We're all human. But it's interesting because it goes the other way. For the good and the bad. And he goes, yeah, he's like, oh, they attacked me. Well, but but it's different because it's. Again, Leviathan, and I know you don't like the fact that it, the, 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 the political theory is called realism, and I agree with your critique of it for being called realism as being dismissive of anything else. But you know, realist, uh, realist take on this is essentially, yes, in a vacuum, people will act selfishly, which, again, that's up for debate. But uh, that's kind of that's what Gaul pretty clearly states later this chapter. She's like, yeah, well, you know, the second you strip away civilization, you're hitting each other with clubs. And I'm like, okay, but, Gaul, here's the thing. This is an artificially created circumstance. But here's the thing. Our society is also evolving all the time. Yeah. Like, we're, we're much more aware of each other than we have ever been in our lives. We're the, much more connected and much more global than we've ever been ever before. But here's the thing. The, 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 the theory behind realism is that without strictly enforced uh, international agreements and guidelines and laws that are like enforced the base state of humanity is warring states see i don't know if i agree with that yeah i don't know if i agree with that because i feel like historically right from a historical standpoint we always cover the periods of skirmishes and bloodshed and all all of the drama because that as a species is what we are drawn to in terms of like attention well it's more dramatic but at the same time, that discounts all of the people that are and all the constantly good, yeah. doing kind things for you. That discounts the people of District 2 giving the last crumbs of their bread to honor their dead. Yeah. Right? There are way, in my opinion, I have met way more wonderful people than assholes. Oh, yeah. Certainly. Right? Uh, my Whenever I feel like I've been on Twitter too long and I'm starting <laughs> to feel really... I don't call it X and I won't. No. Um, but whenever I feel like I've been on Twitter too long... I decide, okay, I'm going to go take the dog for a walk because I always see my most lovely neighbors, mm-hmm. the, lovely, the loveliest neighbors, and it just makes me go, okay, what I see online, what I read in history books, right, that is not the summation of humanity. That is the summation of humanity that we chose to give our focus. Yeah. But, like, there are wonderful things being done constantly. People look out for each other. I really do believe this. We are constantly looking out for each other. Yeah. So Sejanus is like, okay, let's fucking leave right now. And Coriolanus is like, okay, I'll grab Marcus. And he's like, no, 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 fuck that. Let's fucking get out now. I don't give a shit about Marcus anymore. We're leaving. Right. Because suddenly shit got real for Sejanus. Uh, 
and uh, Coral, Mizzen, and Tanner are chasing after him. And they eventually become an alliance. Yes, they're an alliance later this chapter. He's like, okay, all we got to do is get within sight of the gate and the... the Which, could that be a car- the formation of alliances that I It's not predicted? careers, though. It's Coral, Mizzen, and Tanner. So what is that? Seven. Uh, let me get back to chapter 13. Coral... I should have just said a formation of alliances. Oh, well, Coral and Mizzen are four. Okay. And Tanner is ten. So a little bit. I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. You give it to me? I'll give it to you. You know All what? Right. Victory from the jaws of defeat. Watch, people in Discord are going to be like, I don't think that it's that it counts. Well, that's all right. <laughs> so uh, it's okay. So he's like, why aren't they shooting at the tributes? And then he's like, oh, they probably told them fucking not to, didn't they? Because we're expendable well, yeah. and they're not. Because they they're a political statement. And these two, if they die, this is the thing. If these two die, then they are a political. Then they statement. are a political pawn. So actually, it might be advantageous to them if they did die. So, like, they're throwing fucking bricks at them. They're trying to get them as hard as they can. They've just barely make it out. And then uh, 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 Tanner cl- uh, stabs Sejanus in the leg. Ow. Uh, they start trying to stab through the bars, and the guards basically kick them back. Uh, they they just kind of they bang on the turnstiles to get them to back away, but they don't, even, they don't do anything to them because they're like, oh, yeah, couldn't do that. Yeah, because then... Would raise too many questions. It would raise too many questions. Bobbin's death alone makes somebody say that the games were rigged. The snow goes... They help him up and snow goes, thanks for having our backs. He goes, just following orders. Don't blame us if Gaul thinks you're expendable, boy. Oh, it's an old man. Just following orders. Don't blame us if Gaul thinks you're expendable, boy. You know, here's the thing. I think that Gaul is a shitty person <laughs> and it's no somebody tried to steady him but he shoved them off i can walk i can walk no he, thanks no, to can't. you then he listed sideways almost hitting the floor before they hoisted him up again Cor- coriolanus babbled a long string of profanities which made no impression and hung in their grip like dead weight i would also be see this is the thing though i would be reacting the same way if people would just stood there and watched as people tried to kill me so they're lying there panting and i'm what 17 and Sejanus goes, I'm so sorry, Corio. I'm so sorry. You actually should be kind of sorry. And Sejanus is like, fuck you for calling me that, dude. You did not earn that nickname. Go fuck yourself, you jackass. Well, okay, he doesn't say anything. That's a little bit rude. But I understand that he might be in a heightened state of feelings at the moment. He might be experiencing some big feelings. So they head back to the, uh, not the hospital, but the lab to get uh, patched up at the lab. And he's put on it's it's not morphling it's some drug that actually like makes him more aware of what's going on sure and then gall comes in and i like this when dr gall pulled back the curtain the twilight of the nocturnal lab gave coriolanus the strange impression that she stood on the edge of a cliff that if he were to give her even the smallest shove she would topple backward into some great chasm never to be heard from again do it if only he thought do it and she checks his pulse and goes I started out as a medical doctor, you know. Obstetrics. Obstetrics? How awful, Coriolanus thought, to have you be the first person in the world a baby sees. Truly. Wasn't really for me. She's like, I just liked seeing them scream. Parents always want reassurances you can't give about the futures their children face. How could I possibly know what they'd encounter? Like you, tonight. Who would have imagined Crassus Snow's darling baby boy fighting for his life in the Capitol Arena? Not him, for one. What was it like in the arena? I am so excited. So they have this to whole... To see Viola Davis. It's going to be great. Play this role. They have this whole conversation about, what did you think of them? 
the tributes, now that their chains have been removed, now that they've tried to kill you, because it was of no benefit to them, your death, you're not the competition. I think I underestimated how much they hate us. And when you realized that, what was your response? I wanted them dead. I wanted every one of them dead. Well, Great. mission accomplished with that little one from eight. You beat him to a pulp. I have to make up some story for that buffoon Flickerman to tell in the morning. But what a wonderful opportunity for you. Transformative. And he's I, like, I don't feel super good about this. I am so in a what the fuck state at this moment. He goes, was it? And she goes, wasn't it? More than I could have hoped. I needed you to get Sejanus out of the arena, of course, but I wanted you to taste that as well. Even if it killed me? Without the threat of death, it wouldn't have been much of a lesson. I... What happened in the arena? That's humanity undressed. The tributes. And you too. How quickly civilization disappears. All your fine manners, education, family background, everything you pride yourself on stripped away in the blink of an eye, revealing everything you actually are. This is what bothers me. A boy with a club who beats another boy to death. This... That's mankind in its natural state. This is what this is what bothers me. This is what really bothers me when people make this argument is they're like people are inherently violent. Look what look what they do when they are put in an intense pressure cooker where all kindness and humanity humanity is stripped is away actively and deliberately stripped away. And I go, well, yeah, an animal that has known nothing but cruelty will bite, obviously. But it's but if we show kindness and we show humanity to people, even maybe if they we don't necessarily feel they deserve it. Mm -hmm. Eventually, there's only so much they're going to want to punch us. This is the thing is I just go what I've realized in my life where people are like, OK, when you when you encounter I've had somebody give me this advice that when and I don't like this person, but they're like when you encounter <laughs> customer service, people like yell at them to get what you want. What the fuck? Yeah. No, no, truly, truly, truly. And I've worked customer service, and I believe that everyone should at some point in their lives work customer service and retail and uh, wait staff. Yeah. Because you just you just see a lot. And after that, I think it is very much impossible for you to be an asshole to those people. But I also feel that everyone should have to live for like a year on minimum wage. Mm -hmm. They just should have to live and try to live for one year on minimum wage, no matter what your socioeconomic situation is. Because I feel like when you do, it is impossible for you to, uh, uh, or uh, apply for unemployment. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yes. Dealing with unemployment was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. Yes. Right. So but my my thing is, as I go, people are like, oh, well, we have to punch people because they'll punch us. Mm -hmm. And I go, maybe, maybe. But at the same time, you punch them, then their kid is going to want to punch your kid. Yeah. And then those kids' kids are going to want to punch each other's kids. And it just never stops. I, I just love this whole section, though, because it I think it it's 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 very much Suzanne Collins going, here's the them thematic dichotomy of the book. Here is the political. Here's the question. Yeah. But I just go, we have like seen also incredible feats of humanity of like kindness care i mean look at the people of district 12 they care for katniss very much very much they help as much as they can yep right constantly so i just you know like greasy say as much as we made fun of her name um was constantly helping katniss out 
right? Mm-hmm. And I, so I just don't feel, I don't feel that that is true. And when I hear people say that, I go, what a sad way to live. Assuming, right, I've gotten way more. I mean, PD's vaccines recently were overdue. And I realized that we're leaving for Thanksgiving. And we, and he has to board. And oh my God, I need him to get his vaccines. And I know the vets are slammed right now. So I called and I was just like, as nice as I could be, I was like, I I know that I should have been on this. I wasn't. Is I'm in a bit of a pickle. Is there any way you can help me? I would really appreciate it. Like, really. And they did get me in, which was amazing and lovely of them. And like, this is my thing is I'm just like, when you treat people with kindness, usually what you get back is kindness. What's it's the this uh, debate goes further because Snow goes, are we really as bad as all that? I would say yes, absolutely. But it's a matter of personal opinion. What do you think? I think I wouldn't. What a miserable way to be. I think I wouldn't have beaten anyone to death if you hadn't stuck me in that arena. Exactly. You can blame it on circumstances, the environment, but you made the choices you made. No one else. It's a lot to take in all at once. But it's essential that you make an effort to answer that question. Who are human beings? Because who we are determines the type of governing we need. Later on, I hope you can reflect and be honest with yourself about what you learned tonight. And a few stitches in your arm is a cheap price to pay for it. And he's like, well, I did also kill somebody. I think we need to realize that authoritarian, draconian approaches to government does not guarantee our safety. And in fact, I think puts us in more danger. So if I'm a vicious animal, then who are you? You're the teacher who sent her student to beat another boy to death. Oh, yes. That role has fallen to me. And then they tell him to talk more about the uh, the thing about control in his essay, where he talks about how winning made him feel a sense of control. And they talk about chaos. Control is an illusion. Yeah, they talk about chaos and the social contract. It's just this whole, this is like, this is the chapter where she kind of stopped down the action and was like, let's debate the uh, epigraphs from the top of the book for a minute. She's like, I've got themes. Do you want to hear my themes? And I do want to hear your Always, themes, Suzanne. Suzanne. Fuck me up with themes. So he gets home and uh, Tigress has on her trauma coat because she has a trauma coat. And he's like, is it that bad? And she goes, you tell me. I will every bit of it, but in the morning. Okay. And she sees the bandage on his arm and goes, oh, Corio, they made you go into the arena, didn't they? Yep. Uh, not that bad, <laughs> That's really. That's good deduction. I'm here. I got Sejanus out, too. Not that bad. It's horrific to think of you in there, to think of anyone in there. Poor Lucy Gray. And he's like, oh, yeah. I'm starting to see the rift forming between Tigris and... Yeah, because she's becoming Anus. sympathetic and he's becoming jaded. Yeah. So anyway, he goes to sleep. He wakes up the next day. He goes into class. Uh, he tells everyone he got in a bike accident. He looks at Juno Phipps. <laughs> this is funny because Sejanus so also yeah. says he got in a bike accident. And that looks suspicious as fuck. He looks at Juno Phipps and is like, oh, she's going to be pissed off. And she is. And I... I'm a little on her side. I think that she is a shithead, but she's also right that it's kind of bullshit that they don't know why her tribute died, considering there are cameras everywhere. everywhere. So the Lucky Flickerman comes on. He shows that um, uh, Bobbin has been beaten to death and Coriolanus gets ill watch looking at this, which Ugh. makes sense. Somebody, they're going to take advantage of those drones. After Somebody. a good long look at the bodies, the show cut back to Lucky as he pondered who might have done the deed. Then his mood changed abruptly. One thing we do know is that we've got something to celebrate! Confetti fell from the ceiling. 
and Lucky blew madly away on a plastic horn. Because we've just hit the halfway mark! That's right, twelve tributes down, and only twelve to go! A string of brightly colored handkerchiefs shot out of his hand. He swung it around his head, dancing and cheering. Woo-wee! When he finally wound down, he adopted a sad expression. Oh my god. But that also means we've got to say our farewells to Miss Juno Phipps. I hate this man. I hate him too. Uh, he's he's a wonderful character, and he is so like, good. Somehow he makes Flickerman look uh, Caesar Flickerman look better. Caesar Flickerman, who, who by the way, I was thinking about this. I was looking on very carefully on the Hunger Games wiki for characters who are only in the main trilogy, and I read the article for Caesar Flickerman and nothing about Lucky Flickerman, and uh, we don't know if he got executed. No, we don't. That's interesting. We never know what happens to him. Yeah. I don't know, man. He just kind of stopped showing up. Yeah. He, I assume. I assume as the voice of the games, he probably didn't fare very well. No. So. Uh, uh, if he if he was not, if he was not killed by Snow. Yeah. He was definitely killed by. By the. By yeah, the he was, yeah, exe- rebels, he yeah. was executed. For sure. So Juno is like, bullshit, foul play, foul play. I, for one, would really like to see a replay of last night's events. And Snow is like, yeah, good fucking luck. And then he goes, oh, shit, there is one. Uh-oh. Because Gaul and Highbottom have the real replay. And he's like, I hope that it never sees the light of day. Me too. Now, this is going to come but back. But that's got to come back. Yeah, that's going to matter. Still sparkly with confetti, Lucky seemed oblivious to Juno's pain. He leaned in toward the camera with barely control- contained glee. And now, what do you suppose? We've got an extra big surprise. Especially if you're one of the 12 remaining mentors. And then it switches to Sejanus and Strabo, and they're like, hey, motherfuckers, we have a, uh, a super special Strabo Sejanus scholarship for the winner gets a scholarship. And Coriolanus is like, oh, shit. I need to get Great. that. Fuck it. Okay, Lucy, let's uh, let's clean up. I think Lucy wins. I really do. I think so. Yeah. Watches like uh, Jessup kills her next chapter. Yeah. No, that's not going to happen. She's they, gonna be significant. I like they get back to the arena and they're taking away the chairs of all of the uh tributes whose the mentors whose tributes have died. And Dark. and Demisha goes, oh, like musical chairs. And Lysistrata goes, but ew. with people dying. Yeah, ew, what? Ew. So very little happens until late that day. Uh midway through the day, the girl from District 5 comes out onto the bleachers and Lucky is like, I don't know who that is. Uh, and he you eventually figures it out. one fucking job. And he, he realizes it's the District 5 girl and that's Iphigenia's girl and Iphigenia sends her a shitload of food and Miz and Coral and Tanner, I believe, follow the drones. It's not made explicitly clear if they follow the drones or not, but as she sends in the food, Miz and Coral and Tanner emerge and go and kill her. Damn. I forgot about that. Cor- yeah, Coral kills her with a trident to the throat. Yeah, they must be following the drones. They're and just Lucky not goes, aware that that's what's happening. Well, that's that, said Lucky, still unable to locate the tribute's name. What can her mentor tell us, Lepidus? Iphigenia had already sought out Lepidus. Her name was Saul. Or maybe Sal. Oh my god, you she, don't know her name either? She had a funny accent? Her name is Saul. Not much more to tell. Lapidus seemed inclined to agree. She had a funny... I-, I hate her. Nice job getting her to the second half, Albina. Iphigenia, said Iphigenia over her shoulder as she walked off the dais. It really is pathetic that he doesn't know their names. It's it's so, it's so unprofessional. dehumanizing and unprofessional. 
That's it's that word so again. So unprofessional. Dehumanizing. The word of the hour. Yeah. But he's dehumanizing the mentors, too, which is yes. interesting. So Coriolanus is like, all right, 10 to go. Let's, I guess, let's get it. And he's like, should I send in food or will they follow the drones? I don't know. And then Lucy Gray comes charging out of a tunnel. And Lysistrata goes, where's Jessup? Why, why aren't they together? Before Coriolanus could venture a guess, Jessup staggered out of the same tunnel Lucy Ugh. Gray had fled from. At first, Coriolanus thought he'd been wounded, possibly while defending Lucy Gray. But then what accounted for her flight? Were other tributes in pursuit? As the camera moved in on Jessup, it became apparent that he was ill, not hurt. Stiff-limbed and feverish with excitement, he swiped at the sun a few times before crouching down and springing almost immediately back to his feet for his first close-up. Coriolanus wondered if Lucy Gray had found a way to poison him, but that didn't make sense. Jessup was too valuable as a protector, especially with the pack that had formed last night running around. What, then, ailed him? Any number of things could have sickened him. Any range of maladies been suspected if it hadn't been for the telltale foam that began to bubble over his lips. Yeah, once you get, once you're foaming, you're done. You're dead. And that's the end of chapter 16. Well, Ray, with rabies, it's like you have to get treated immediately. immediately. Otherwise. You immediately. Yeah, immediately. Yeah. Which, what is nice is that the treatment for rabies ahead of time is enormously effective. Yes. So, But you if know, you ever get bitten by an animal... Go, go to the run hospital. don't walk toll yeah run don't walk get, uh, get treated next episode we not just next week say not to come to us for medical advice but that is that, actually that, that, that'll give you very that'll solid give you. medical advice yeah. go to the hospital uh not next week but next episode it's going to be chapters 17 18 19 and 20 i am very excited to read what comes next and by very excited i mean kind of dreading it because this is terrible this is awful and i'm having a wonderful time and we're, I think we'll be well over the ha halfway point by then. We are at least around the halfway point. Now, yeah, I think it's only 30 or so chapters. So uh, anyway, you want me to do the outro for this? Sure. Thanks for listening, everyone. We have social media below if you want to know what we've got going on. We also have a Patreon if you want to support us that way. It's patreon.com slash wheeltakes. And you can always leave us a rating or a review, which helps a great deal. Other than that, are we going to, what, what, what game do you want to do for the end? Mm. Even though it makes me feel a little bit like lucky to do a game <laughs> here. Oh, we, I saw one and I've played this before, yes. which is mind meld. Where oh, we mind try meld. to say the same word at the same time. Yes. Okay. Okay. Ready? Yeah. And it's Hunger, Hunger Games. Games okay. okay. Ready? Three, Wait, two, two, one. one. Tribute. Oh. Oh, which one is it? Uh, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Three, two, one. District, District 11. 10. God oh, damn it. Oh, damn it. It was 11. Okay. District 10, District 11. Three, Three, two, two one, one districts. districts. Yeah! Boom. That was a bad high five. Try again. All right. Oh, that was good. Tingled. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.